Greetings, learned scholars and sports fans. In this day and age, we have the technology and scientific capabilities to do an investigative look at every historical event that has ever occurred. The year, in that way, is just like hindsight, 2020. For too long, I've sat idly by as some of our biggest and most important sports mysteries of our lifetime have come and gone without the true fanfare they deserve. And based on some of my findings, let me tell you, they deserve truly fan fire. So on this show, we'll be fanning those flames and getting into some of the biggest sports mysteries out there. Rest easy, everyone. Sherlock Holmes is on the case. My story began as an investigative journalist in Las Vegas, where I learned the craft of getting the story and how to get to the truth from evidence and witnesses. But still, I let my emotions get the best of me. Then came law school, where I learned how to be law Jacole. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. And now I'm here, doing the work that should be done so that those who seek justice get justice. And on this show, in the Sherlock home, <laughs> justice will be served and truth will be brought to light. Our first investigation in the Sherlock home <laughs> regards the Ravens Niners Super Bowl from 2013, famous for having a blackout that stopped all of the Ravens' momentum and gave the Niners a chance. The cause of the power outage at the Super Bowl in New Orleans that year, a 34-31 eventual Ravens victory, was traced to a newly installed electrical device meant to protect Superdome equipment. But parties involved disagreed about whether or not human error was partly to blame. The device triggered unexpected causing another device to stop supplying power to part of the building, causing a delay for 35 minutes, a blackout in the middle of the Super Bowl, during which the Niners got their proverbial shit together and made it a game. The Ravens still ended up winning. But what really happened to cause the delay? My intense research has brought me four primary theories. Four theories. Let's line them up. Theory one, the Ravens entered halftime up 21-6. Then Jacoby Jones lit up the arena with a 108-yard kickoff return touchdown to kick off the second half, making it 28-6. Could Niners fans have conspired to start the power outage in order to disrupt Baltimore or simultaneously spark their beloved San Francisco? Could they have sabotaged the stadium, and plunged the Superdome into darkness in a mad attempt to change their team's fortunes? Theory one. Theory two. Fans in New Orleans, unhappy with Commissioner Roger Goodell for suspending several Saints players along with head coach Sean Payton for their alleged roles in a bounty scandal affectionately known as Bountygate. While New Orleans has expressed its dislike for Goodell in less diabolical ways, would it be that surprising if some of the more radical citizens of New Orleans decided to humiliate Goodell during the league's biggest game? Theory two, skidoo. Theory three, presented to you by NFL player Terrell Suggs. I was like, oh, you know, Vegas, party tricks, you know what I mean? It was just like, ah, old Roger Goodell, he never stopped. He never always got something up his sleeve. Just couldn't let it, just had this one in the landslide, huh? 
Most definitely. I thought he had a hand in it. Theory three, the commission himself sticking it to the Ravens and Terrell Suggs. And theory four, seven months before the Super Bowl in 2013, seven months before the blackout, there was another sporting event that was brought to its knees by outside cataclysmic factors. And yes, I am talking about the Steelers match in Dark Knight Rises. And yes, I'm talking about Bane. Bane, the supervillain. Did we really see him die at the end of the Dark Knight Rises? Sure, we see him shot by the bat bike and him slide along the floor. But with everyone shifting to defusing the atomic bomb that had been set into motion, who checked up on Bane? Is it not possible that he survived and struck again a mere seven months later to announce his return? And did Batman survive bringing the bomb out to the ocean? I digress. But Bane? I think it's definitely a possibility. You merely adopted the dark. Sports Den Radio, let's effing go. Three of us to bring you our sum of all sports show, The Sass. And we're going to give you a sports update across all the various different sports out there in the world. And of course, the NBA talk starts in Vegas. I mean, I am firing bet after bet after bet. Last week, it seemed like, hey, the NHL is putting together a plan. They had this idea for a four hub city. Phil and Brady. Tiger, obviously, you don't bet against Tiger. I'm all about Phil Mickelson. He is consistent. Tiger Woods Come is like John's in the 90s and murder hornets that we're hearing about now. Killer bees are really just kind of uh, overly aggressive. Honey. I mean, they're from Africa versus Europe. That's that it. In terms of what they would like to do for the rest of the season. Um, so that's the good news. Bad news is it's still pending player approval um, in terms of what they're going to secede and what they're going to accept. Um, and what's amazing, right, as opposed to France where – Sports are not seen as essential. Well, they went to the place that is the most opposite place of France. Jacksonville, baby. Sports are 100% essential there. Oh, here we go. We're going to have a season, right, boys? We certainly will. Um, In some shape, way, or form, we will have NFL football. There's no doubts about it. Welcome back into the Sherlock home, (laughs) where we're joined by our Watsons of the Week. Niners fan Ty Competente, and Ravens fan Edgar Allan Yo. Yes, Edgar Allan Yo, the Raven. We are joined by both parties to this event in the Sherlock home because it's time that we discuss these theories and truly get down to the bottom of what may or may not have happened that day. I'm going to begin with our resident Niners fan. Ty, how are you today? Doing great, man. Outstanding. Thanks for joining us in the home. I want to mention here, the Ravens were up 21-6 at halftime. Then Jacoby Jones takes the second half kickoff, 108 yards for a touchdown to go up 28-6. to Why should we not believe as a general public and as a private investigator that the Niners fans aren't responsible for trying to swing the way the game went? Um, I mean, I see how it could be looked at that way. Uh, there's quite a bit of on-field evidence, right, with the, how the game was going and the momentum of the game. But overall, I just think the security of the Super Bowl um, holds pretty firm for this type of situation, especially since, you know, 2001. Um, security at big events has just been really good. Plus, uh, you know, as our Raven fan was mentioning, there just really weren't that many Niner fans there um, to get to that and, and pull off a pretty big move. Like easier, that. To, easier to blend in, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. 
don't know. You're not doing a very good job of persuading me that the Niners weren't responsible. But well, that was our look at theory one. We're going to bring in our Ravens fan, Edgar Allen. Yo, what up, Edgar? Yo, (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the conversation here. Now, as I explained in my previous segment, we already know that fans in New Orleans have been upset with Roger Goodell for what they did regarding for what he did regarding Bounty Gate, specifically with the scandal. Is it more likely that this event was disgruntled Saints fans or Niners fans attempting to change their team's fortunes? Well, first I have to say that uh, the power outage was not the only thing to black out in New Orleans that night. I, too, blacked out, but a lot <laughs> earlier, somewhere in the middle of the uh, first quarter. And uh, Perfect. So yeah. we'll be getting some really credible testimony from you then. Excellent. That's what right. we like and to hear. I, and if I remember correctly, there were a, bu- uh, a few 49er fans who were being a little extra generous with the drinks they were giving me. So maybe it was intentional. And But yeah, I, I definitely think there's uh, there's no Saints fans doing that stuff. I mean, dude, they're just going to drink and get over their anger and just be angry. They're not, they're not colluding or making these conspiracies. Um, I wouldn't put it past any... Those Niner fans were too polite. And you know when some people are so nice and so awesome and so they have the greatest history, maybe they're too good to be true. I don't know. I don't want to start anything with Niner fans. I like I liked them before that, but I'm pretty sure they were trying to sabotage us. So are you saying that it's possible that the small amount of Niner fans in the stadium liquored up every other Ravens fan as a distraction to then change the electrical switch? Well, I definitely think they liquored me up to distract me from being able to stop them from, you know, doing something. For like sure. That. You definitely would have stopped them and saved us from the blackout. Not, not from your own blackout. But I'm from a very people. like perceptive yes. person. They don't call me Edgar Allen. Yo, for no reason. You know, I Ty, do not do Niners fans have a history of liquoring up the opposition that you know of. Absolutely. Uh, you guys know how expensive alcohol is at the stadium in the Bay area. We don't have I much know. given out to other fans. Come on now. Well, the thing this was, was New Orleans, though it was in New Orleans, and the co- and everything costs so much uh, is so much cheaper. And I think that the shock of Niner fans getting out there and being like, "Oh my God, we could probably afford to just uh, be over generous and pay for stuff," and people won't realize what we're doing. Yeah, now, for what they're for what the thing- Niner fans are paying for rent in the Bay, they could have a fleet of homes in New Orleans for sure. Yeah. But True. what about the cost of the, the drinks in the stadium, right? Because you weren't in the stadium, so we're trying to distract the people in the stadium. Near the switch, correct? In the, in the stadium, the I would think that the drinks were a lot, like, uh, still cheaper compared to, uh, you know, like, if you go around the country, I go to games everywhere, and you'll see that uh, there are different prices. I've never been to the new San Francisco stadium, but I went to the old one. I remember the prices still being more expensive than other places. Like, uh, in Baltimore, it was cheaper. New, I'm pretty sure it's cheaper in New Orleans. Super I mean, cool. alcohol is oh. basically free in New Orleans. Everybody knows that, you know? Yeah, outstanding argument. I have taken it in stride and duly taken notes. Next, uh, next theory we had on online here was that Terrell Suggs had mentioned that it was a possibility that Roger Goodell and all of his antics may have had a hand in what happened. Theory three: the commission himself. What say you, Edgar Allan Yo? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, um, Roger Goodell was still stinging from all the accusations he makes that he only favors Robert Kraft. And uh, I think he tried to make it up by giving John Elway some uh, some love earlier, but uh, then that miracle uh, pass happened with Jacoby Jones, and that really messed up Goodell's plans. And you know, he 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 would stop at nothing just to stop the Ravens and Ray Lewis from getting another ring. Ty, same question. Well, I do agree um, that I think 
more than the Niner fans or any sort of fan base, we'd be looking more at the NFL as a, as a good target here, suspect number one. Try to keep ratings there, people, the fans watching the game, because it was becoming a blowout, especially at that half, uh, the kickoff return. So I would lean more towards that than a fan base. You may lean more there, but what about this angle, theory four? Ty, I bring it to you. We know that a mere seven months before this Super Bowl, Batman and Catwoman teamed up to take down uh, Bane in Dark Knight Rises. At the end of the movie, we see Bane slide along the floor after being shot by the bat bike, if we'll call it that. Um, we never really saw him confirmed dead, and we never really saw Batman confirmed to survive that, but we can open up that for the next investigation here. But what say you to the idea that Bane, with all of his history of exploding football stadiums, couldn't have had a role in this catastrophe seven months after the movie? I mean, it would be fitting, right? He's trying to take out the, uh, the AFC North. I think Heinz Ward almost died in the field. And uh, Ravens would be next. But, um, you know, League of Shadows, baby. That would make sense to cut the lights and uh, make your move. Yeah, the if League of Shadows. There you go. The League of Shadows we have taking out the AFC North, like the Legion of Boom in the NFC West, where the Niners are playing. If, if I may. If I may. Well. If I may, can I pipe in? Uh, I may pipe in. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't realize that this was a possibility, but now after hearing theory number four, this makes the most sense to me, specifically when Ty, who's not even a Raven fan, brought up Heinz Ward. Notice in that sequence, Heinz Ward somehow gets a touchdown return. He doesn't die. He almost dies, but he doesn't, and it's in Heinz Field. The Steelers are the big, the Ravens' biggest rivals. I think suspect, yeah, for sure. Never saw Bane die. Bane must have had to do it. And then maybe he took a liking to some of you 49er fans and you know there was like a conspiracy and it's a combination of two and four or wait which theory was the niner fans whatever niner fans was and bane put those two together outstanding gentlemen i've heard all of your arguments and all of your commentary i'm for sure going to take it all in stride head to the study and make my final decision as to what happened here before reporting it to the world to ty competente our niner fan to edgar Allan yo the raven in the house thank you both very much for joining us in the sherlock home Thank you very much. We'll be right back for the final conclusion. Crabtree was held late. Oh, I don't agree with that. I rewatched it, and they're both holding each other. I was always on the side that Crabtree was held and was, didn't do any theatrics to earn the, the call. Remember when Evander Holyfield's ear got in the way of Iron Mike Tyson's mouth? In youth soccer, they eat orange slices to replenish their energy. Iron Mike thought he'd try an ear. Thank you for enjoying the show so far in the Sherlock home. The one thing we do believe here in the home is that when you have eliminated the impossible, 
whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. As such, let's go through the four theories and break down which one must be the truth. Working in reverse order, Bane, my personal favorite theory, although fictional supervillain, unlikely, impossible, ruled out. Working backwards, Roger Goodell, theory three, could have been the commish, but why would the commish sabotage his biggest game midway through after it's already been underway? Would have been try to sabotage earlier to try to set things up like he was trying to do with John Elway, potentially. Sabotaging in the second half to save second half ratings doesn't seem likely. Eliminated. Theory two, Saints fans. I'm going to have to say that the Saints fans proved to have been way too rambunctious and rowdy in New Orleans to have concocted such a diabolical plot. Absolutely not possible, ruled out. Which leaves theory one. Niners fans. Now, as we know, we heard from our resident Niner fan, Ty Competente, who told us that there were little Niner fans in sight, and it's unlikely they would have you know, the horsepower to cause the kind of ruckus necessary to cause this distraction. But one thing I have discovered through all of my various hours of research, and let me tell you, there have been hours of research. over the data, pouring over what could have possibly happened, and pouring a couple extra things as well. And those went pretty well as well. But let me tell you this. One thing I realized is that the stadium electrician at the Superdome that day in 2013 looks oddly like famous 49ers fan Jennifer Garner. Now, Jennifer Garner would have had all kinds of level security given her ability to come up with all different kinds of aliases. So I'm really, truly of the opinion that she could be the culprit here. And in fact, actually is the culprit as TV lines, Michael Osiello projected back in 2014 when he also caught Jennifer Garner as the stadium electrician that day. Niners fans used one of their best, one of their brightest Still wasn't enough to get it taken care of. Ravens come out on top, 34-31. But this is truly something that we all need to take away from this, is that the people we love the most, the people we cherish, would stop at nothing for their favorite sports teams. And that's what drives us all as sports fans in the end. So we salute you, Jennifer Garner, from the Sherlock home. It was a very nice try. Thank you very much for joining us in the Sherlock home. My name is Sammy Shear, or Sherlock Holmes. And if you have any sports conundra that needs solving or investigation, please reach out to me on Twitter, at Sammy Shear, S-A-M-M-Y-S-C-H-E-R-R, at Sports Den Radio, at S-P-O-R-T-S-D-E-N-R-A-D-I-O, and bring us your ideas, and we will for sure develop an investigation to help get to the bottom of your sports truths. Thank you very much. From all of us in the Sherlock home, have a great week. What do you know?